Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Arkansas is taking the day off. Tomorrow will be the first day in full pads. What are your expectations mm-hmm. for tomorrow? Well, usually when they put on full pads for the first time, they you know kind of take it easy. But they've been in shoulder pads for a while, you know, just kind of get adjusted to having the full pads on. But they've been in shoulder pads for a while, so I would expect them to do a little bit of, you know, pad popping stuff, um, you know, Friday, they might take it a little bit easier, maybe go a little more physical on Thursday. Friday, take it a little bit easier because they're going to have a scrimmage on Saturday um, for, I guess, at least 75 minutes or so. It's what the NCAA allows them to do. Um, but a well-deserved day off. I mean, they've been getting after I mean, just just following them, what I do is a grind. So I can't imagine what it is for the players with all the meetings and, uh, you know, the practices and stuff, just the, the grind. Uh, but, um, you know, at least they're young. <laughs> but, I, I mean, myself, I, I was adding it up. I, I bet I put in, you know, those first five days, I bet I put in about 75 hours worth just straight work, probably six hours of sleep, just just to keep up with it. I just always kind of feel behind because there's so much stuff going on. Um, but it's been a good time, man. I, and, you know, I, I've said before, I look at this team, I, I like the way they look. Now, I have to kind of like pull myself back a little bit, too, because I was thinking about this, Randy. I was like, you know, I don't know that I've, I've ever seen them, you know, like just as big, as deep, as well-rounded as they are right now. And then I kind of have to think, you know, I haven't had a chance to pop over to – you know, the Ole Miss site and see what those guys think about mm-hmm. Ole Miss. Ole Miss had 17 transfer additions. Mm. You know, South Carolina had not. 17 transfer additions is a huge number. Yeah. A couple of years ago, a quarter of that, you know, a quarter of the number of transfers they had would have been viewed as a substantial number of transfers to have on your team. So is everybody – I just wonder, is, like, everybody around the country feel like, hey, man – you know, this is this is a good-looking, well-rounded team, and because you know, in the past we'd be talking about freshmen filling filling in the spot. What like what does this team look like without Jaden Hazelwood, Matt Landers, Dwight McLaughlin, Latavius Perini, Drew Sanders, Landon Jackson, Jordan Dominic? You know what, Terry Hampton. You know, I mean, like those are all places where you feel pretty good now. Whereas without those transfers, they'd be they'd be holes in this team. You know. Mm-hmm. So I wonder around the country what people are thinking right now because this, you know, we've seen a lot of transfers, you know, in last year and, you know, here and there. But these days it seems like that number is just dramatically uptick for everybody. So, you know, you kind of have to reel yourself in a little bit and say, hey, you know, everybody probably feels, you know, maybe a lot better about their roster right now because of, you know, being able to fill in those gaps. And, you know, what are we talking about? We used to talk about with freshmen, half the class would play, Right. And now you're talking about, you know, three or four guys maybe. You know, it's just it's just a different era of college football. 20, 17 transfers would be 20% of your roster. 20%. Yeah. 
Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and I'll tell is. you something else, too. I think it's, I find it so interesting, you know, like Brian Kelly gets up there at SEC Media Days and says he's against interconference transfers or he doesn't like it. He goes, <laughs> but, we, but we took a couple. Yeah, that's interesting coming from too. It's interesting coming from a guy who hasn't been in a, in a conference for right. the past several years, exactly. too. But, man, if you're, if you're going to compete this day and age – you have to allow for – you have to just accept it. That's how it's going to be. You, like, what are you going to say? Um, you know, like Ole Miss had 17 of them, so five of those guys were, were transfers from within the conference. You know, Arkansas has, what, 10, 9, something like that, um, and four of them, I believe, are from inside the conference. You're just going to turn those players where everybody's – so you got all these players transferring from the SEC – uh, and you're just going to let them leave the conference and go to other places? No. no this is no where the way. best talent is. That's I mean, right. there's talent everywhere, but the majority of the talent's in the SEC. And then what about when Texas and Oklahoma come in? You know, that, yeah. you know, not going not gonna to recruit those players either. You know, so it's just it's kind of ridiculous. You you it's the the day we live in now. So you've got to you've got to take players from your neighbors. You just have to. And just think, Nick Saban was one of the first to be against that, and now he's doing the same thing. As mm-hmm. you, you just have to adjust, you, have, you to. have to adapt. I mean, think about it. Probably one of the least heralded when Arkansas brought him in is Matt Landers. And all yeah. the defensive uh-huh. backs are talking about he, he's really hard to cover. And right. uh, so Arkansas receiver core I think is pretty good anyway, but, boy, yeah. he adds to that and might be one of the best on campus. I've liked what I've seen out of Landers so far. Now they haven't even strapped on full pads. But I like what I've seen, and I've talked to some others that are, you know, you know, kind of talked to me privately about it who work for the team. I'll just say that. And, you know, they they point out Landers, they, you know, watch out for this guy right here. So he could end up being, you know, being pretty big time for him. So we'll see how it progresses and everything. By the way, Randy, I wanted to mention something. Um, you know, we did that promo uh, last week over the weekend and stuff, and I've mentioned it a couple times on this show. Um we finished number one in the country and new signups for that. And I just want to mention to anybody who's thinking about advertising, I've said this before, on this show, I mean, there's a reason we finished. How many times have I told you we run a promo and we finished number one in the country, Randy? Mm-hmm. Several times. Uh, multiple uh, times, yeah. Several times, right. And a big part of it is because of this segment. So I just wanted to say thanks to you, Randy, for letting me mention that. And, and uh, just to any advertiser, if you ever wonder if you're on the fence, about advertising, you know, on drive time, then uh, let me tell you, it's uh, it's a good way to get your message out. So thanks, Randy. I will send you my NIL bill. That, uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> my services. Yeah, right. Uh, all right, let's check, check in with uh, David. David, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Yeah, uh, how y'all doing today? Man, Good. doing great. How about you? Hey, uh, Trey, uh, I, I think I heard on one of the things on Facebook or something. Uh, Trey Odom was talking about uh, he's got he's got some special defensive plays he just drawn up just for the strengths of this team. Is, is would that be like uh, drawing up more blitzes for, I say, uh, Drew Sanders? I mean, who who uh, said that, Barry Odom? Barry Odom. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So as I was, as we were getting escorted out yesterday, um, you know, I'm looking over there and they're lining up on defense. And the first time every day that we've seen them in practice, they've been in a four-man front, a four-two-five every day. And but this day, and they haven't done the fastball stuff the last couple of days. But this day, 
as we're leaving, they're in a 3-3-5, okay? So they've got three linebackers on the field, Drew Sanders, Pooh Paul, Bumper Pool, and Drew Sanders is up over on the line of scrimmage. And so, you know, when he was in Alabama, he was an outside linebacker. Um, Dallas Turner, I believe is his name. So, so what happened with Drew Sanders? He played outside linebacker. He's an edge guy. Um, and he, um, he got hurt, and the other guy came in. So, uh, I, think, I think Sanders was ranked the number 12 overall prospect in the country coming out of high school that year, and this guy was – number nine or something, you know, so like just ranked right above him. And that's why, you know, one reason he ended up transferring to Arkansas. But, uh, you know, I think he liked the idea of coming and playing inside linebacker, but he's got, you know, everybody talks about his pass rush ability, some of the moves he's got. Everybody's trying to adopt some of the moves he's got. So it looks like uh, they like him on the edge. I actually made, I did a 10 bold predictions for this season, and one of my bold predictions was that Drew Sanders would lead them in sacks. Well, would you think we'd have an advantage in the Alabama game on that? It's hard for me to say the words advantage and Alabama in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem fair no. but, uh, in some regards NFL can appeal on one side because they didn't like what they what but he the can't punishment that was handed down is, well now the other a, other way yeah he can't appeal let's say he says I shouldn't miss any games he, he can't appeal but the NFL can hard to believe well, both sides could have appealed the initial arbitrators ruling Right, but okay, you're you're right. But Watson can't appeal. Whatever the final verdict is here, nobody can appeal. It's over with. You know, I I got to believe the NFL Players Association is not going to be real happy. They're going to sue then. They're going to sue. Now the Players Association could sue. I don't know if Watson can or not. No, it would be the Players Association that yeah. will sue. Okay. Yeah. But they're going they're going to come back if it's the year, because that's that you know again. That's what they fought against in the very beginning when they were negotiating. Right. Um, Trey, we were one of the questions we were we were kicking around a few moments ago is how will the carries be divided among a loaded stable of running backs? Now, as Matt Landers seems to be emerging, how do you? Divvy up the number of receptions. How do you see divvying up the number of receptions now for the wide receivers? Does your opinion mm-hmm. change there? It's a good problem, I think. Uh, I think that they're going to be okay at wide receiver. Um, obviously, you know, losing Burks, I mean, repeat, I'm repeating myself is, is a big blow. But uh, I could see it shaking out to where, like, maybe Hazelwood leads them in catches. Um Maybe Landers leads them in 
receiving yardage or something. You know, I could see something like that shaking out just based on what we're hearing right now. Uh, Keytron seems like he's kind of been a steady Eddie type, and, you know, we know Warren Thompson. But, you know, those four guys I mentioned right there feels like, you know, it feels like that's that's your first four. Um, and, and there's still a long way to go. And I know that they really like Quincy McAdoo and uh, Samuel Bakke and uh, Isaiah Satagna. Um but you know where where is the room for them? You know, Jaden Wilson has certainly made a lot of nice noise. Um, Bryce Stevens is a guy that they talk about quite a bit. I kind of think maybe, yeah, and Jaqueline Crawford's in the mix. But I think the guys that I mm-hmm. just mentioned, you know, um, the first four of the guys I said, and then Bryce Stevens and Jaden Wilson. I kind of think that's probably your your first six right now. Now I hear a lot of good things about Isaiah. Also, I think that there's a chance that he could maybe move into that group. May take some time, um, and they really like all those freshmen. But I mean, at some point you got to cut the list down. <laughs> I mean, and it's early to do that, but they're not going to travel more than seven wide receivers at a time. You know, you get seventy players to travel with you. That's that's going to be you know where it's cut off, and you're going to. You're going to end up leaving some really, really talented players at home. So, yeah, I don't know how they how it ends up getting shaken out, but um, you know, I, I could see absolutely Hazelwood being kind of the the go-to guy, Landers being kind of the deep, and then there's you know Malik Cornsby, and it feels like right now I think that maybe they will progress a little bit more to where we see him more at wide receiver, but right now Hornsby just goes out there and runs a play. You know, he doesn't go to the wide receiver meetings. He doesn't go through wide receiver drills. He just pops out there. And, you know, he's just such an athlete that he's, you know, I guess able to make up for some stuff. But uh, he just kind of pops out there. And it feels like they'll have just like a package for him, you know. Uh, probably, I don't know that he'll get the whole route tree or, or what, but, uh, you know, the go ball is probably in there. And then, you know, counter it with like a hitch or something. Um, but, I kind of feel like those, you know, six guys I mentioned are, are it right now. And then, you know, throwing Malik Hornsby in the mix and then um, Isaiah and maybe Quincy. They really like Quincy and Bakke too. I don't know. It's uh, – Harper Cole does some good things out there too. I mean, it's hard to – and Landon, Landon Rogers also has, has done some good things. He's a big, good-looking wide receiver. So it's – I said before, man, two through twelve, they are. I think they're much better than they were last year. Man, two through twelve, um, obviously the one being Burks. All right, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Um, Woodstock wants to know, or no, he says uh, concerning Matt Landers. My Georgia friends are telling me Matt Landers looks great in practice, but can't yeah. get it done when the lights are on. I hope they're wrong. Yeah, I wrote that actual same exact thing in the article I wrote on him, um, or the one of the articles I wrote today. It's all kind of blurring together, to be honest. Um, in fact, right now as I'm talking to you, my eyes are trying to close. <laughs> so, kind of, so tired, you know that feeling. But uh, yeah, I've heard that exact same thing on him. Um, you know, sometimes you change scenery is the right thing that you need. You know, uh, um, you know, he came from Toledo. They run a different kind of an offense there. But, uh, you know, in I think seven games that he played, he had 20 catches for 540 yards or something. He averaged like 25, 25 yards, yards a catch. A catch yeah. yeah, I think seven mm-hmm. touchdowns or so. 
Um, so sometimes it's just that. And I've mentioned, um, you know, I've mentioned Keon Hatcher a lot uh, recently on this show, just because Keon, I mean, had the all the physical ability, you know. Um, but when he got to Arkansas, he was not a very good receiver. He could not consistently catch the ball. He would fumble the ball, and then, you know, a couple years in. I mean, he would catch everything. He was so dependable. And sometimes it just takes some time. Sometimes guys are just going to have hands of stone and drop stuff. I mean, there's certainly been guys that look like a million bucks that have come through here that just cannot, couldn't catch a cold. And I don't think Landers is that. I think, you know, he, he had some – you know, he caught two passes against Arkansas back in 2020. You guys remember that? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he caught a couple passes, I think, for 27 yards against Arkansas. Uh, but – I don't know. Sometimes it just takes a change of scenery. Sometimes it just takes some time. Uh, but I, I do know right now, at least in practice, and it's just practice again. And that's a great point by um, the feedbacker there and and Georgia fans too for relaying that. But hopefully that changes. And they seem. I mean, everybody seems really really impressed with him right now. So we'll see. It won't be long, and we'll find out. Don't the fans that uh, have had one of their players leave usually look for flaws? And so, well, he yeah. wasn't that good anyway, really. Okay. Yeah. Well, w- what if he goes out and catches mm. six passes a game? You think Missouri fans are doing that about Trevon Brazil right now? Ooh wee! Man, yeah. I would think I would be vomiting right now if I was a Missouri fan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is really good, isn't he? Man, he yeah. looks like a million bucks he out there. He makes my stomach upset, yeah. and I'm happy yeah. with him. Yeah. Uh, this from Hog Fan Man says. Uh, please. Well, let me let me get VJ first. Uh, he wants to know who the top punt returner may be. I think it's. I think they're kind of wanting to lean towards Bryce Stevens on that. We have not seen them do any punt return during the time that we've been out there. But I just, you know, in the spring we got access to eleven practices in their entirety, and they, you know, they have only had fifteen of them. So we got a lot to look at in the spring. Uh, but it does feel like there's a push from them to get Bryce Stevens uh, to be the punt returner. They've also worked, you know, Jaden Hazelwood. I think the Binions worked back there. You know, punt returner, obviously, you want a guy that can make the first first man miss and then shoot up field. Pick returner, probably, you know, you probably like a little bit bigger guy that can, um, you know, just really hit it and it's a tough tackle. But punt returner, you kind of want a shifty guy. It seems like Bryce Stevens would be the favorite right now. But, again, we have not seen them do any of that. Um, at some point, I believe we'll talk to Scott Fountain, and so maybe we'll get a little bit of uh, insight from him on that. I can't remember what day we Scott we talked to Scott, but it should be coming up here. And then Hog Fan Man wants to know, a wants Trey to give us a more in-depth review of the D-line and the linebackers. Defensive line right now, if they're in a four-man front, it's going to be Isaiah Nichols, who – what I can remember about Isaiah Nichols when he was about 280 is he really fires off the ball. Like he can he can come off the ball. Now he's 315 or so now, so he's gained quite a bit of weight. Um, but I would still expect him to be pretty explosive off the ball. Seems like he is kind of standing alone right now. Obviously, we don't know when Torian Carter is going to be back available. Um, but next to him, you know, is probably Cam Ball. But they have also a good bit. 
since they got Dory and Gerald back, I think it's just kind of allowed them to, you know, work Eric Gregory inside also. So if they're in a four-man front, you're probably looking at Eric Gregory and Isaiah Nichols as the two interior guys. And then I would say Cam Ball behind, um, you know, probably the third guy. And then it's it's kind of a, you know, a guessing game. Um, you know, before you get Torian Carter back, you know, there's Marcus Miller, who's supposed to be finally healthy now after a long, you know, a lot of injury issues. And then, uh, you know, Terry Hampton's good-looking guy, a little short, but, uh, you know, he's a square. <laughs> and uh, uh, I would say Taylor Lewis is is kind of built like that too, but a little taller. I actually thought Taylor Lewis, when I first saw him, I was like, ah, he's a little short. And then I got up next to him, he's just so square that he looks shorter than he is, but I would get, I would give him six three. I would say he's probably you know six three. Um, so it'll be interesting to see you know if those guys can can emerge. I really like Nico also. I think that he has a, a future ahead of him. I don't know if it's going to be you know relying on him heavily this year or something, but he he's he looks the part. And then defensive end, you know, you got Dominic Landon Jackson, Dorian Gerald, Zach Williams, Deshad Stewart. Um, Eric Thomas, you got a. I think you got a good number of quality defensive ends, and then of course we know that we could possibly see Drew Sanders with his hand in the dirt some too. Trey, we will talk to you tomorrow. That's Trey Biddy of HawkSports.com. Being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.